0: Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Man, it's me
1: again. I mean, I, folks keep thinking, what, what's going on? And uh, today, John Morris had uh, some duties over at... Uh, over to Getterman Stadium, that softball game. We didn't know because of the rain. And it was sheets of rain in some areas, especially up toward the uh, Metroplex. But they got this game in. And and so I, I was about to look and give you a little bit of an update. But, John, we've got the ESPN Plus offering. And John's you know, he's had that big TV background, so he had to get in there and do all that. Now, uh, Bears lead this game 2 to nothing. All right, Bears uh, two to nothing, and then they just made a uh, a pitching change. It looks like here we go. Uh, Ava Knoll is making her Getterman debut. She's come into the game, and so we we have to um, we have to uh, kind of monitor this. Texas State is the team the Bears are playing. Bobcats in town. Bears have been playing pretty well. Uh, I, that was a tough uh, three-game slate against uh, Oklahoma. Again, Oklahoma beats everybody. There were some opportunities. I would say game two, there were some really bad calls, one at uh, home, one at third. I was down there at third baseline. I got to see some of that, but uh, that, was, uh, that was a mess. I mean, they're already incredibly tough to beat. And then you, uh, if they get some calls on top of that, you're going to have problems. That game was 0-0 into a fifth inning. Great crowd. Great crowd out there at the Getty, out there at Getterman. I mean, that was very exciting. It is Matt Mosley. It is Aaron Sex, and Stephanie himself, in just a few moments, is live here with us at the Baylor Club. You got to hear from Mike Mosel in the 3 o'clock hour, the uh, GM at the Baylor Club. And um, what a beautiful place it is. Uh, great. I mean, the service is wonderful out here. And again, if you want to take advantage of some of these membership deals, got the panoramic views of the campus, the Brazos River, downtown Waco. I can see the arena. I mean, we're moving things now. I'm afraid they're going to move my chair up uh, away. Man, there's that's my old buddy. I, I met you last time I was here. This is a good group out here. Chanel, it is a huge. Uh, uh, admin professional day uh, we're celebrating all across the country and uh, I I mean Chanel kind of keeps this place going and she is what I like to call kind of the face of the Baylor Club and uh, that's really awesome it's a great face and uh, love Chanel and and uh, even though poor Chanel uh, deals with me calling ahead uh, requesting certain items which uh, Aaron you might be shocked to know today it was the the uh, the beautiful Baylor Club cheeseburger that I was after, and uh, I might have I might have called ahead to try to get one of those going. Boy, they make a great cheeseburger here at the Baylor Club, the world famous Baylor Club. All right, uh, it is 2-0, and the Bears are in the lead out at uh, Getterman. In other news today, by the way, Aaron, how are you? I don't I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like I'll get to hear from you enough in the three o'clock hour. I know that didn't shock you, but uh, everything going okay today for you?
2: Yeah, I'm hoping this rain holds off. That way I can get a little exercise in when I get off, but I doubt it. Aaron, like what I'm
1: are you good. thinking? Are you thinking about, you got you go on those long strolls, or are you thinking about going for like a, a run? Maybe you'll break out into a, a bit <laughs> of a jog this evening. How would that be?
2: I only, no, I was going to make a joke, but no, I don't do much running. It'll be walking, and I'll just walk till it starts raining, and then I'll head home.
1: I kind of wanted to hear the joke, Aaron. I mean, don't don't tease us with these jokes that you're apparently uh, I was thinking say, I about executing. only run from dogs and police, but that's oh okay. Not, the
2: second part <laughs> of said true.
1: That's fine. Well,
2: you, I mean, you <laughs> well, I didn't may
1: have yeah done that a time <laughs> or two. The Bears did finish today, well, Stephanie and sales. You'll be happy to know. Uh, dang it, I was just looking. They did not. They didn't finish as great as they wanted to. Uh, actually, played a lot better today. And the Bears in the in the uh, Big 12 Championship. Uh, finish sixth, sixth, I repeat, in the conference, all right? Ten teams, finish sixth, but they finished in a lot better fashion. They were, hey, they were The first few rounds kind of struggling. We're good in round two, pretty good today in round four. Rounds one and three, it was a struggle, but I did want to highlight uh, somebody for you here, and that is because I love this program and I love following them. Drew Wrightson for the Bears, finished, tied for sixth in conference, Uh, shot 76 first day, had a bad day, then went 65-72-69, really started kind of getting it together. And then uh, Johnny Kiefer, the Baylor uh, did finish with a top-20 finish, went with a 73-70, 75-72. All right, and um, there was one more player I wanted to highlight. Yeah, they all kind of today... Came in strong. Young man who shot a 78 yesterday, Tyler Eisenhart, shot 78 yesterday and then shoots a 68 today. I mean, pretty incredible. Okay? And so it's an inconsistent team, but it's an extremely talented team. And uh, that is what we were talking about out here at the Baylor Club. All right. It is uh, time. We're getting closer to (laughs) Stephanie's uh, Sports Corner. And. does Ward have a mic? We'll love to get Ward involved in these. Ward's just kind of, right now, Ward's kind of playing it. Okay, no, Ward. Ward is uh, just kind of overseeing things. He was monitoring and moving some, changing some buttons there. Uh, uh, it is the uh, ESPN Central Texas. You hear Stephanie's voice. Before we hear from Stephanie, in Stephanie's
3: Sports Corner, Stephanie from Sells, uh, let's uh, let's hear from her sponsors. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. Oh, man. As they start to pour
1: in here, it's the big social hour this evening, and uh, they do its membership special. People, to get to see Stephanie in person. It is a treat when she comes out on the road uh, apparently has some notes. I do. I mean, my gosh. I'm a
4: professional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> good Good to know. Um, Stephanie, uh, welcome to the Baylor Thank Club. you. have been out here with us before. Yes. Isn't this a beautiful place? And our it friend is. Scott has come out here today, and uh, you and Scott seem to spend a lot of time together. <laughs> a little uh, bit. <laughs> y'all seem to have a really good friendship, but this is a... Uh, this is a beautiful place with all the uh, the ballroom, and as they get ready for tonight, and then on the patio, it's where they have some parties. In fact, they're going to have a Cinco de Mayo. That sounds um, like fun. Party on the patio yep. coming up May 5th. I'll probably crash that scene. <laughs> okay. And uh, they're going to have all kinds of special things out there on the patio, and then you can look over at beautiful uh, McLean Stadium.
4: I think it's great. I think it would be great to have a membership. Uh, especially during football season. Hint, hint, Scott sitting next to me. Mm. Um, I think that would be great. Um, so thanks for having me. And yeah. uh, real quick, I need to give a shout-out to one of my sponsors, Uncle Worm's Smokehouse Texas Cuisine. They are in the old Red Barn in Bosqueville off North 19th Street. They used to be a true a, – uh, a food truck, but they're now a restaurant. They're open Tuesday through Saturday. They are known for brisket mac and cheese. Never had it, might want to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also known for the rib eye steak. So okay. um, uh, they have karaoke on Thursday night, Matt. Maybe you want to show up and show us your vocal skills.
1: But You know, I know where that place is. Uh-huh. Um, if it's what I'm thinking, it's been there for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And Governor Ann used to hang out out there. I, I don't know if I saw her there or just knew that used to be one of her haunts.
4: It used to be like the old El Conquistador, La Fiesta was there years and years ago. Oh, okay. So um, it's now it's now the the
1: old red barn. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I've, I, I've been, been know out what there. is
4: I've been out there and I've seen several Waco celebrities officials dining there. Good, so good. It's a good place. Well and but I used to
1: go out to uh, like Westphalia. It was another place. You go out there, and they had a little country store, a general store. Mm, but yeah. uh, uh, proud of Uncle Worm and, yeah. and his. And uh, Uncle Worm's commitment to the, yeah. Matt Mo- to the Stephanie's uh, <laughs> Sports just, Corner. Okay? Yeah. There just happened to be.
0: Housed,
4: Happens to be. Yeah, in the, Mo-
1: the Matt Mosley show. <laughs> now, uh, what are all this notes? I mean, okay, this, well, are you going to tell us kind of what's happening at the NFL Draft? How
4: did you know? It's Because it's tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm excited about it. And you know, uh, you can watch it on ABC, ESPN, ESPN, Plus. Um, you can stream it on the NFL Network, so I have been excited, you know, trying to keep up with who, who, where, where. But let me tell you, right now, the top ten teams, in the order that they will be picking their their players, number one, first pick goes to Carolina Panthers via Chicago Bears. The second is Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Houston, Texans are holding on strong to number two. Uh, number four is Indianapolis Colts, fifth Seattle Seahawks, sixth Detroit Lions via the Los Angeles Rams, Las Vegas Raiders, Atlanta Falcons. Falc- are you going to read the entire draft no, order? just the what? top ten. What's happening Chicago here? Chicago Bears and then the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Those are your top Aaron, teams. You, you,
1: is this breaking news?
4: No, it might be for some people. Okay. But. No,
1: thank you. Okay, thank, thank you, Erin.
4: Thank you. With the then, breaking
1: news sounder. Okay.
4: And then. Who's was,
1: picking 26? That's really what I'm excited well, to hear. Well, I don't really care. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
4: okay. Well, I mean, I do care because it's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. But, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, who's going to go, who's going to be picks number one. Is it going to be Bryce Young? Do we know? Do we know? You know, who's I think it gonna the be? Answer is yes. I think so. Um, but then, you know, I was I was reading up and you know the name Matt Miller, he's an NFL draft analyst, works part time for I believe, for ESPN. He said that after round one, that round two, three, four and on is not a lot of talent to be picking from. And here's what I have to say to that. Let's be careful what you say mm-hmm. because let's say I'm the last player picked. Yeah. Look what happened to what's his name, the quarterback that just took his team to the playoffs. Who, who was it? San Francisco. Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was. No, I, mean, I think he prefers what's his name. Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: you know, when you go blank sometimes, when you have a blonde moment. <sighs> but so, you know, if I'm a football player and I get picked last, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what? I'm going to be sad or whatever, but then I'm going to look back at last year's playoffs and look what. Uh, what he did, so don't be discouraged. But yeah, I just wanted to list the top ten. and, Of course, yeah. Cowboys 26. And um, you know, if you want to go to the draft, you still have time. You could leave right now and get there by morning.
1: Yeah, you, you've kind of given us the lineup there, and how many fans are expected? I think maybe four or five hundred thousand fans so, will spill yeah. into Kansas City. It's uh, the NFL. I used to go to it when it was in New York City, and it was at uh, Radio. It was at Radio City Music Hall. And we thought when they went to Chicago or wherever, like, this is a bad move. I mean, it's, they've been doing this for years. There's nothing wrong with this. This is fun. And quite honestly, it's worked beautifully for the NFL. And these people, uh, like Dallas, they, have, uh, they go for this kind of like they're trying to land a Super Bowl. Right. That's how important the NFL draft has become. And I'm telling you, though it was already an enormous deal the, the deal in New York, there were a few fans that could get in. There were, I mean, it wasn't like Radio City Music Hall is an old, old place. It doesn't hold that many people for that many people now to crowd into these downtowns.
4: That's uh, a lot of people. No, I wouldn't down there. do
1: it. Those kind of crowds make me a little skittish and nervous. <laughs> like, I mean, it's one thing if you're sitting in a stadium and you have somebody next to you, and there's some sort of uh, organized activity. This is. Letting that many people into that kind of place. Now, in Chicago, they had a beautiful park that everybody could go to. And I think there was a room to spread out a little bit. But in some of these times, they just packed everybody in there they together. They do. And, and I don't love that. Yeah.
4: And back at, back when I was growing up and everything, um, and even just a few years back, if you, if yeah. you look at all these drafts, it's now become a huge entertainment event, just like the Super Bowl. is. you want to go for three or four days, you want to participate with us, they have stuff to do for the fans. Um, you know, when before it's like if you're lucky to get a ticket, you sit. You know, probably back when you went, they didn't have all this. They didn't have no. concert series, no. um, the local vendor. So it's, it's turned into like the Super Bowl where, you know, it's a place to be for three or four Correct. days. So. It
1: was mainly a TV event. It was yes. made for TV and radio. Now you will hear the draft live uh, after the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas. And ESPN Radio does a nice job on the draft. They always have, and um, and so you'll uh, you'll go straight from the Mosley show. We'll have all sorts of guests. And then uh, Stephanie, I thought you would like knowing this: the uh, the Cowboys beat writer for the Athletic, John Machoda will uh, be on with us today at 5 o'clock to kind of break down and we'll look at some of the possibilities for what the Cowboys might do at number 26. But um, I think the most interesting thing of the top ten that you just brought up uh, was C.J. Stroud, Mm -hmm. the quarterback at Ohio State, Mm -hmm. and where he's going to go because right now he's rumored from anywhere from second to will he even go in the top ten. And part of this is because there's this new – uh, cognitive test that they give and it used to be called like the wonder but this is a whole different thing and he didn't do well on it and bryce young from alabama did extremely well on it and so there is some uh there's some movement in the wrong direction but if you turn on the film the guy's incredible so uh that's going to be an enormous storyline in that first round and, w-
4: and uh Prospects to go in the first round of two, two teams from Texas is um, the running back Robinson from UT, and then also possibly Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Texas Tech. So, um, being a Texas girl, you know, I'm root. I don't, you know, I, I don't care what school you're from, but. Mm. Um, you know, if you're a Texas Tech fan or UT, you know, I always want to cheer for my players who go to a Texas school. So you might want to keep your eyes on those two players because they could go in the first round. At least they're prospected, but, you know, things change all the time.
1: Yeah, so. I, I would say so, and if if Bijan Robinson starts slipping and he, and he lasts to like 17 or 18 Watch Jerry Jones because the star power and B. Uh, and Bijan, having played for University of Texas and being a special talent that is one player, Jerry might be tempted to come True. rolling up the board and, and, and use some of that draft capital to come uh, get. Stephanie, thank you. Thank you. Always good thank to see you, you in person. Always good to see you. Yeah.
4: And um, draft tomorrow. Start tomorrow night. I'm excited. I'll be glued to the tube.
1: Okay, (laughs) Scott, let's make sure that's true, that's accurate. (laughs) I want to make sure she watches every, every Every single of the uh, draft uh, as our draft expert here on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the uh, ESPN Central Texas, the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, Stephanie in sales has just completed her time. uh, And uh, really appreciate that. We uh, are going to move now to uh, Curtis Quillen chillin' with Quillin'. we got a lot to discuss on the Big 12 front, and, um, and then some really good news for the Baylor women's basketball program. That is all next.
3: Baylor Big 12 Softball, this weekend on 101.3 FM.
5: Baylor softball on the road in Big 12 play this weekend. Headed to Ames to play Iowa State. Games Friday at 4, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at noon. All on 101.3 FM. Join
3: Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball. Every game on 101.3 FM. Uncle
4: Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies' night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville.
7: Paschal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Paschal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison & McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com.
8: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. New inventory has arrived, and it's time for you to take advantage. Malibu, Equinox Traverse, Blazer, and the best trailblazer ever built. Also, the new 2024 HD pickup in stock for immediate delivery, and folks, still 0% financing on every half-ton Silverado in stock. So give us an opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just heartbeat hard
3: beat away in McGregor. we we'll treat you like family. Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at CentexSportsFan.com.
5: Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your... Your next private event call 254-710-8080
9: are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project
4: Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company.
6: There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night. But also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, 7 Diamonds, and 2 Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages.
4: Locally owned and operated Sterling Clothing Company, 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6 and Sunday noon till 5.
3: Now time for chilling with Quillin on ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, it breaks out. You never know. Uh, Midweek chilling with Quillen can be really good. In fall, we're
1: more, uh, well, we stick by the book. We're kind of a Friday. We like to kind of get Curtis as he's heading out to whatever uh, high school game he's covering. And um, Curtis is Johnny on the spot with all these spring sports that are going on, baseball, softball. We usually, uh, well, Crawford softball. Curtis, we the ESPN Central Texas, we get very involved with Crawford sports both football, softball we love that and then of course La Vega uh, Ward Whites, our own Ward Whites was uh, on the road with La Vega for that state title So we we, uh, we tend to jump on a bandwagon and uh, boy those are those are fun schools and fun things but Curtis real quick I was going to tell you the Bears were playing in those big 12 championships and usually your alma mater, just rules those things. I don't think that was the case. I think OU finished extremely well, but the Bears today, after kind of a lackluster opening three days, um, one uh, Eisenhart goes out and shoots a two under 68, and then Drew Wrightson and shoots a one under 69 today. Um, and, and finish sixth at the Big 12 Conference Championship. Um, I just was curious, Curtis, as a Oklahoma State alum, and knowing that Oklahoma State has produced some of the greatest golfers in uh, in really PGA history, did you go out there and cover a lot of golf and and uh, get involved in some of that back in the day at uh, what'd you call that? Carston, what was the what was the Oklahoma Karsten Creek. Yes,
10: Creek. wow. That is, uh, that is where Mr. Pickens is, bur- is uh, buried as well um and uh i believe when it comes to golf it's not oklahoma state it's just hashtag golf school sir um no i (laughs) we did some interviews and we got some courtesy video from the athletic department but back when i was in school they didn't host anything in stillwater at that course i don't think anyway um the first time i actually went to that course uh the final year matt rule was in waco um i went with uh they have a really good breakfast menu on Sundays, and I have I was happened to be in Stillwater for a wedding, and uh, Jessica Mori, my former colleague at, at KCEN, uh, she and I went there for breakfast one morning. Uh, that was the first time I'd been to Carston Creek, and I was like, yeah, if I played this course, I might shoot a, a two over, a two over two hundred at least. <laughs>
1: Oh, I bet you had a pretty good swing. I've seen some of the golf shirts, some of the golf apparel that you pull out, and uh, it's not bad. You seem like a guy that would get your money's worth on a swing. Maybe not like the young Lively who is, has really dedicated his life to golf. Um, and uh, and then our buddy Chris, you know, who, is, who has gone on to be in the Oklahoma City area. Uh, those guys love playing golf. You're too busy. You're too busy working to play that right. much golf. But, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, – I'll tell you who won the individual, because it's usually an Oklahoma State player. It was not. It was Texas Tech's Ludwig Aberg. L- Ludwig Aberg, and he won the individual title in convincing fashion with a 15 under over 72 holes, eight shots clear of second place Jonas Baumgartner. Um, that's pretty amazing. Pretty yeah.
10: yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, It's rare whenever it's not one of the Oklahoma schools that wins it. Um, and so, you know, you can make all the jokes that it's a down year for for the Cowboys or for the Cowgirls, but uh, Big T- the Big Twelve golf tournament never disappoints. There's always some awesome storyline that comes out of it, and just a dominant effort from uh, from someone on the Texas Tech squad. And Tech has does not have a slouch of a golf team. No, any stretch of the imagination. But for someone from Tech to come and be that dominant. Uh, given the golf programs that are in the Big 12, uh, that's that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. And uh, OU, by the way, won this thing with TCU coming in uh, second, and they ended up winning by like 18 strokes uh, the Sooners. So they did kind of blow away the field as they were playing up there in Hutchinson. All right, um, uh, talking to uh, Curtis Quillen on the Matt Mosley show, ESP in Central Texas. And Curtis, I, I wanted to get your take. I haven't had a chance to talk to you since the spring game. And of course I'm like you, I've been they the, somebody asked the question yesterday, hey, how are you guys gonna let us know who the starting quarterback is? I mean, I guess maybe, maybe one of the coaches will slip it to us, Curtis. I don't know. Uh, and I thought that was a fair question. And, and uh, what, did, uh, what did Dave say? He's like, I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. We'll have to have a meeting and, and discuss how we want to put that out. You don't, you don't normally hear the head coach being asked, like, in what format are they going to put this, uh, put this uh, news out there? I think you and I think it's probably going to be Blake Shapin. Having gotten to uh, see both of them, and watch their performance. Did did one of those guys jump out at you? What was your what were your two or three biggest takeaways from the uh, from the spring game? Starting with the quarterback position.
10: Starting with the quarterback position. Um, I think at this point it's you know which one gets you further this season. And I think that's pretty much something that only the coaching staff can decide. Uh, I've seen, I you know I think I could see them going either way. And so if I'm Dave Aranda, you know, Shapin started a Big 12 championship game. Shapin has been the day one starter for a season. Sawyer Robertson has one year of college football under his belt and didn't really play a whole bunch in that season uh, out in Starkville. And so, I mean, he was young. He was a freshman. Like, it makes sense. And so I think that also weighs into it. I've seen some fans on social media calling for it to be Robertson or calling for it to be Shapin. Uh, and, I, you know, those guys are in practice daily. And so it's also a spring game. They're holding a lot back. So I think the spring game itself isn't going to weigh a whole lot in to what to the decision uh, that they're go- going to make here. Uh, Jeff Grimes said j- as much uh, last week that, you know, w- in the spring game, it is televised. We do hold things back or of a, okay, we're going to use the full playbook uh, here to kind of see what we can do. And so don't I, don't I don't put a whole lot of stock into the spring game on the uh, quarterback race specifically. But, you know, I think Sawyer Robertson has a great command of the ball. Um, and I think that the two of them feed off of each other fairly well. Um, and then I think that, you know, Shapin comes in with the experience factor. And every single coach on the offensive side of the football – that we spoke to during spring ball was impressed with Shapin and his development. And so how much of that is just, you know, sticking to the party line, how much of it is, is them being honest. I think the truth is somewhere yeah. in the middle there. Um that that said also, like you also have to consider the state of college football right now. What is going to wind up hurting you more in the long run? If you name Robertson the starter now You risk losing Shapin to the portal now. If you name Shapin the starter now, well, he and Robertson already have a rapport working together. That is entirely speculative on my part, but that's where my head goes is, okay, how much of this turns into kind of, you know, what they do based on the portal And if that becomes a factor in 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 this decision as well, Um, the other takeaways. My goodness, Richard Reese, the man must live in the weight room. That was he's huge. I mean, he was a bowling ball as a true freshman, and he looked like a bit, you know, a little bit bigger than you'd expect most true freshmen to be. Um, But my goodness, he is he's lived in the weight room since the season ended. I don't think words can describe how much bigger he's gotten. And he's only a true sophomore now. Uh, So I think he's, I I think there is an expectation for big things from him. Um, And then, you know, the the third is that the defense seems to be a little more cohesive than it was a year ago. I don't know what the reason for that is. I don't know how much of that is. How being the DC now, uh, over Roberts from what we've gathered talking to some of the guys on the team that is part of it is that you know how uh, relates a little bit better um, to some of the guys on the defensive side of the football but the defense does look to me like it's a lot more cohesive
6: uh, yeah. than it
10: did it, especially on the road last year in places like BYU, places like West Virginia, places like Texas even and against teams like Oklahoma and, uh, and even Kansas State.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty interesting that what we've been hearing about Mike Smith, the uh, transfer from Liberty. We've heard a lot about Keatron Jackson, and Mike Smith was number 40 out there. I mean, these these transfer portal guys are not coming in here hat in hand like, hey, just tell us where we can fit in. They're like, hey, we might be the best player on, on you know every – like I'm not convinced that the kid from UNT couldn't uh, emerge as the next Ben Sims um, in the right. sense that, uh, you know, as a – again, I love Dabney. Don't get me wrong. I like the way he's built. I've, I've liked him for the last three years. But I'm talking about like a Dalton Schultz type. What the Cowboys had in him was they needed a possession-type tight end. And it's not just because he has the same number. It's just because, like the other day, what were the quarterbacks going when it sounded kind of like, okay, I'm in a little trouble here? They were looking for that tight end, and that Jake Roberts catches my attention. The other thing was, Curtis, they were calling those things sacks when they when the quarterback, the guy was like within five yards of the quarterback. They were called. they were. So I I didn't understand that. Like who was making those decisions? That the scoring system was a little bit strange, and I was glad whoever brought that up, maybe Bryce, after the game with the coaching staff. You know, it was almost an algebraic type uh, formula that they were coming up with, so that was interesting. Um, I thought uh, the other day I went out to the softball game after the spring game. Great crowd. You've called some softball games this year. Obviously, the program has taken a major step forward, but it was a reminder of the greatness of OU not only just the program, like their coach, and just the DNA. I mean, like I thought earlier in the week when one of our players, one of Baylor's players, I think it was Anna Watson, said something about OU, I thought, oh, don't do that. Do not. That's not, that's not good. And they came in and did what you think OU would do. Now, the, the third game was very close, and the second game was really close until <clears> – <throat> You know, it was a rough play. It was a really the, the left fielder tried to make a really nice play, and the ball just got away from her. And then obviously the home run came, and that game got away from them in a hurry there in about the fifth or sixth inning. Um, but but I I think Curtis, I, I I think getting swept by OU is not like the Rangers getting swept by the by by the Reds. It's um right. it's not anything you gotta you I mean you're, you you hate it, but at the same time. You, you can't look back. you got to kind of move forward when you get beat by a juggernaut like that.
10: And, and you got to remember, this is an OU team that our good friend John Morris pointed out has not lost a conference series in 12 years. So keep that in mind whenever you evaluate last weekend. 13 nothing. you go the distance in all three games. Yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, you, you know, OU flirted with the run rule in, in, in game one, but, you know, 13 nothing was the – the cumulative, or what do they call it in soccer, the aggregate score for the weekend. Um, that said, after the series, so Monday, I, I even ran this in my in my sportscast. That like, before you get upset, like, oh, a great season, and we get swept by OU, we get swept by Oklahoma State, Baylor is still number 20 in the RPI after the OU series. So, you know, Monday evening, Baylor's number 20 in the RPI. What does that mean? It means they're still in the hunt to host a regional. Now, they need some help because there are two remaining series uh, at Iowa State this weekend, and then they're hosting, uh, or then they have that Texas series. Texas is the only one of those two teams that is above them in the RPI, so they need some stuff to happen. Yeah. And they're going to be a two-seed in a regional. Um, but, I mean, given that this this team was Team 65 last year and, that, uh, and only 64 get in, and right now you're 20th in the RPI. You're, you know, locked into the NCAA tournament, and you're flirting with hosting a regional. It's a pretty sweet turnaround if you're Glenn Moore and company. Uh, no matter how frustrating those those series against the two Oklahoma schools are for you this season, you have every right if you're a Baylor fan and you see what this team has done all year, you have every right to be frustrated by those two series. But at the end of the day, the committee is going to look at a resume. And the resume includes those two series sweeps to the Oklahomas, but it also includes the win over Oklahoma in the Getterman Classic. And it includes uh, all of the tournament play. And it includes some really good wins, series wins over teams that are also looking uh, to to make it into the NCAA tournament. I think if Baylor can sweep this weekend and can even move up in the RPI a little bit, take advantage of someone maybe losing
11: yeah
1: I that's interesting to look at it that way and um, and by the way you talked about coach Palage earlier I noticed he was out talking to the bumblebees today coach Mullins in Academy they were hosting him just a couple of hours ago saw a picture out there as the Baylor coaching staff makes its way across the state of Texas and uh, that's what you got to do this time of year you gotta you got to strengthen and uh, and maintain those ties to the uh, The high school football coaches across the state I imagine they'll even go say hello To the new university coach Who came over from Midway And uh, anyway Curtis I really wish you could hear this jazz ensemble Out here Uh, And by ensemble There's there's somebody on the guitar And then there's a uh, There's a uh, uh, Somebody on the sax So it is a uh, It is a really It is a really nice little atmosphere here
10: the only jazz ensemble I want to hear mostly is the one with you on trumpet.
1: <laughs> For some reason, they're encouraging all of us right now to leave the premises. So we'll get to we'll get to the bottom of it. I hope everything's okay. I'm seeing them. I don't know. Hopefully, we don't have something coming in here weather-wise or whatever. But uh, all right, we'll get word to everybody on that front. But uh, Curtis, appreciate you. Always great visiting with you. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Chill in with Quillen. Appreciate you, man.
10: Thank you, Matt. We'll talk to you later.
1: Curtis Quillen on the Matt Mosley Show ESPN Central Texas. We'll be back with some Campus Confidential. We'll do that next.
6: The West Virginia Mountaineers are headed to Waco for a three-game series at Baylor Ballpark
5: this weekend. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 11 a.m. for the Bears and the Mountaineers from Baylor Ballpark this weekend. Baylor Big 12 baseball this weekend from Baylor Ballpark
6: with Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd right here on ESPN Central Texas.
4: How about serving delicious Central Texas-style barbecue and all the fixings at your next catering event? Hellberg Barbecue caters all-size events, from small birthday parties to large corporate gatherings of over 800 people and full-service weddings, including appetizers, charcuterie tables, and more. And they feature a catering rewards program for repeat customers, including a rebate on additional jobs, plus a rebate on new catering jobs referred to Hellberg. Learn more at hellbirdsbarbecue.com.
3: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Pre-owned anniversary
12: sale savings right now at the 24th anniversary sale at Richard Car Motors. Qualified buyers can get a 2014 Cadillac CTS sedan for only $196 a month, or a 2019 Buick Convention for only $311 a month, or drive off in a 2017 GMC Sierra 1500 SLT crew cab for only $392 a month. 100% approval is our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for 24th anniversary savings at Richard Carr.
7: At Richard Carr, we give you. Famous for qualified
12: buyers at 5.49% for 72 months with $5,000 down cash or trade. TTL Extra. See dealer for details.
6: Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Caleo of the Caleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you.
13: Leal of Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
5: Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet where they say we're just a
3: heartbeat away in McGregor and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. What oh, is Matt Mosley,
1: the Matt Mosley Show and uh, Campus um, Confidential is coming up next and Aaron you are a uh, you, you are kind of our weather man. I will say over where we are in town, over at the Baylor Club, there's some sirens were going off, uh, and there is a tornado warning that has been issued. And I just wanted to kind of make people aware of that. Uh, we were just looking at some information that it looked like it would be uh, some of the weather uh, or the possible weather would be moving in to um, over Valley Mills, um, coming up here in the next few minutes and then kind of heading more uh, in the direction where we are. And so we're trying to make the best decisions. A lot of people here, we're having a wonderful time out here. It's the, the monthly social hour. Of course, we're doing live radio, and uh, the area uh, folks have been asked to go downstairs. And uh, so, Aaron, I'm going to stay right here with you. And uh, we'll reassess the situation uh, after Campus Confidential at 5 o'clock. And if we need to go down just to uh, make sure we're honoring all the requests, uh, maybe we'll go down and and uh, and, w- and I'll do it from the lobby or something uh, here at 5 o'clock. But for now, let's do a little Campus Confidential. Aaron, what's on your mind today?
2: You're going to be shocked. It's the transfer portal. Nice. <laughs> we'll start with football. Uh, two better programs picked up big. Commitments in the transfer portal today. Baylor football was one of them. They picked up a commitment from former Oregon defensive lineman Trevin Maie. And I believe I pronounced that right.
1: I saw it spelled. That that may be right. Maie, it's a – I I believe Trevin Maie is is how you would say that. And I did notice, boy, Boise State and Hawaii and – I mean, a lot of different places were coming after him and decided on the Bears. And, I mean, it was really a feeding frenzy trying to get him in. So I was kind of excited to see this. This is a young man, Aaron, that started out college at Oregon, weighing somewhere in the neighborhood. I think he's a former three-star player, weighed about 215, and then in time has put on a ton of weight up to – I don't know, somewhere in like the 290-pound range, and he is, um, in recent years, moved into the interior of the defensive line, and quite honestly, last year just didn't have the impact. He had a pretty nice impact two years ago. Last year, his playing time and production kind of diminished, and so who knows, he may have been thinking about this for a pretty good while. And um, so he is uh, now going to come over to Baylor, and I think, um, you know, hopefully they'll be able to fit him in. And that's becoming a really interesting room. We had the news the other day, Aaron, Vons um was a nice player from Utah State, who is a pass rusher, a little bit more of a pass rusher than this new guy. But uh, I think Baylor, at this time of year, will be extremely selective because they've already had their players go through the spring. They sort of know where they feel good about. They know where they could use some help. And, you know, I think Dave Aranda is very sensitive to the fact that when you bring somebody in, you're telling one of your current guys that, you know, they may lose a little bit of play in time. The, uh, uh, you know, the, I did want to say the uh, weather notice that Baylor sent out, uh, let's see, this was eight minutes ago, Baylor University, a tornado warning issued by the National Weather Service. It's a tornado warning issued by, um, for Waco, McLennan County, and, of course, that's including Baylor University. We're right here on the uh, the banks of the Brazos next to Baylor as we speak over here at McLean Stadium. Um, eight minutes ago, the word was seek shelter indoors now. And we're in a pretty safe spot up here in the uh, world-famous, beautiful uh, Baylor Club. But uh, I think Ward Weitz and I... Uh, you know, at the conclusion of this, here in about six minutes, we might make our way down to see where everybody's doing, and then we'll just kind of keep in touch with you. Uh, and we certainly want to tell everybody, I've been kind of looking, like for instance, uh, the Metroplex has been downgraded to a marginal risk as of an hour ago, and it said uh, most of the action will be south of I-20. With well, the greatest probabilities around Waco, Hillsboro, and other towns. Okay, so that kind of puts us in harm's way here. So I'm looking at all sorts of like, uh, well, Encore. Everybody has their their different little radars, and uh, I will not pretend to be the greatest weatherman in the world. But I just want to keep you updated for everything we're kind of hearing, especially with Baylor putting things out pretty quickly around here and I want to give you the latest because that's kind of where we are right now and then everybody listening to us is probably not that far away from the Baylor campus and again that was 11 minutes ago a tornado warning issued by the National Weather Service and sometimes Aaron of course will will get that uh, it'll come in through our radio system and we'll hear some of that I have not heard any of that but this is a definite uh, uh... again tornado warning all caps uh... issued by the national weather service uh... uh... for waco uh, McLuhan county including Baylor university all right well folks are kind of starting to uh... come back up this direction and uh... In fact, I recognize one guy from Baylor Athletics, so we'll we'll keep an eye on things. And uh, we have uh, we're next to these uh, these huge windows. I don't know if that's a great thing, but we can uh, we have access to a view across 35, and then the uh, Foster Pavilion that's going up. And we're kind of staying tuned for everything. I will say, I have been in these situations, and the you know it doesn't you just never know about these things. It does not look. That dark out there, but again, we'll keep you, uh, we'll keep you posted on everything we are, uh, we are hearing. But if, as of 12 minutes ago, it was a tornado warning issued by the National Weather Service, and the message from Baylor was, all caps, SEEK SHELTER INDOORS NOW. All right. So if you're moving around campus or you're kind of out, uh, exposed, or on the road, I think it would be best to get off the road and get to uh, if you're close to the house or get in a building uh, where you have some safety, and that would be uh, that would be a good thing. Um, Aaron, while we're thinking about all this, um, uh, and I, I just I said it earlier in the program during the John Morris show, but uh, I just college doing college athletics made me think of it. Um, uh, we lost a longtime Dallas Morning News colleague today. Chuck Carlton was out covering the Stars uh, uh, Minnesota s- series. He was a longtime NHL guy, but also huge into the Big 12, covered college athletics. And sadly, uh, here in the past, oh, I don't know, 24 hours or whatever, we, we got the news that, that uh, Chuck had passed away. And he was a great friend to us. Um, you know Mac Rhodes, everybody from Baylor knows him all the ads all the uh, all the coaches. Um, I know in one of the, uh, uh, the obituary that went up on the morning news, I think uh, Coach Sarkeesian, the uh, PR guy, John Bianco from UT, was quoted. But uh, Chuck was a great friend to a lot of us. And so really, really some tough news today uh, coming on that front. All right, Aaron, as we try to keep everybody apprised of the uh, weather situation here, um, what else do we have in the world of college athletics?
2: Former Baylor football receiver Jalen Ellis, who entered the transfer portal last week, has found a new home, and he's staying in the Big 12. The 6'3 receiver will be transferring to West Virginia. He had three catches for 154 yards last year. All three catches went for over 40 yards and a touchdown, but only three catches and appeared in just two games in 2021. One of those games was against West Virginia. Hmm.
1: This is... uh that is really okay. Against, that, I mean, all this stuff is uh, is is it starts to come out. Say that one. Say the guy's name one more time, Aaron.
2: Jalen Williams, the re- receiver that transferred last week.
1: And and he's ended up where? West Virginia. Okay, West Virginia. Um, wait, Jalen. What's his name? Not Jalen Williams. Jalen, you're talking about the uh, the former Baylor receiver. I'm sorry, Aaron. We're gonna, I'm kind of monitoring this tornado, quite honestly. We'll just go with it. We'll go with it, Jalen. The uh, Jalen Williams has ended up at uh, West Virginia. Uh, all right, Aaron. What else do you have? I promise, I'm going to be going to be a little bit more of just. I'm sorry, just it was Jalen pop- Ellis. Oh, okay. Because not Jalen Williams. Williams.
2: The okay, cool. The I I, I thought
1: I thought I okay, write the question gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Jalen Ellis, uh, yes, transferred out of uh, Baylor. That You know, I'm, I'm seeing more and more of these things um, and these stories, especially college basketball, end up staying within the conference. We saw um, L.J. Cryer do it from Baylor basketball and end up with uh, Houston, and it, it's almost kind of like they they like being in the conference but uh, that is a, that's a really interesting deal, especially given with somebody that's that, that talented. i, I got to think Jaylen Ellis saw that Keatron Jackson and, boy, Hal Presley. This is starting to become a pretty deep room, and he may have just made the choice that uh, he was not going to have that many reps. So I don't know. It may be, but but that is really interesting news, Aaron. That he's ended up ended up at uh, West Virginia. All right. What else do you have for us, sir?
2: Baylor women's basketball picked up another transfer. Danae Fritz is transferring from Iowa State. The redshirt freshman averaged almost nine points, eight point eight points, and about five rebounds per game last year for the Cyclones, who won the Big Twelve title. She is the fourth. Uh, player to transfer to Baylor this offseason. Joining forward uh, Madison Bartley from Belmont, guard Jada Walker from Kentucky, and Yaya Felder from Ohio.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, That Iowa State team, and and Ashley Jones is the one I remember the most, but Baylor ran into them in the uh, the Big 12 uh, tournament, and This Fritz, I remember her. I remember the defense. I remember the passing. There's some really good things that she does. So sometimes, you know, you're like, eh, they scored eight points a game or something like that. Well, she played on a team where they had, like, a huge score. In Ashley Jones, one of the best players in the country. And so I'm I'm okay with this one. I, I really like the uh, transfer. I like the pick. And uh, the Bears really trying to transform their team while also hopefully getting Dre Edwards and Asia Blackwell in. And that will be uh, interesting. All right, we're going to continue to monitor the weather here as there is a tornado warning here near the uh, Baylor campus and for McLennan County and all of Waco. And, uh, in fact, around the Baylor warning, Said to seek shelter immediately. So, kind of wanted to keep everybody abreast of that. And we're trying to find a safe spot ourselves here. And uh, we are in the uh, the Baylor Club and uh, having a wonderful time today. But we're monitoring everything and trying to keep everybody safe over here at the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. It is the uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, some draft talk some draft
3: talk with John Machoda of The Athletic. He covers the Cowboys. We'll do that next. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas.
4: Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese. Meatballs plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville.
8: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. New inventory has arrived, and it's time for you to take advantage. Malibu, Equinox, Traverse, Blazer, and the best trailblazer ever built. Also, the new 2024 HD pickup in stock for immediate delivery, and folks, still 0% financing on every half-ton Silverado in stock. So give us an opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just hard heartbeat away in McGregor, we are treat you like family.
3: This is ESPN Central Texas. It's Ginco's 70
0: year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go Platinum at Ginco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go Platinum, 70 days no pay Platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to JINCOFCU.org, member NCUA.
4: Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company.
6: There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office, or perhaps dinner that night. But also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names, not usually found in other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages.
4: Locally owned and operated, Sterling Clothing Company, 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday 10 to 6 and Sunday noon till 5. Hey, Russ, I heard you're working for Wacker Realtors, the Eastland Group. I sure
8: do, and we have two locations, Waco and China Spring.
4: I hear you're joining Home for Heroes.
8: Yes, I'm joining a national organization called Homes for Heroes, where all firefighters, healthcare professionals, law enforcement, military or veterans, and teachers qualify for this awesome program.
4: How can people find out about this program? Well, they can call me at
8: 512-417-9772. Wacker Realtors are your real estate experts. Cool
3: from the alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram studios this is krzi waco k222 dc waco k265 dv temple espn central texas welcome back to the matt mosley
0: show the presenting sponsor of the matt mosley show is central national bank your leading independent bank with locations in waco temple and austin also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley.
1: How oh, Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. John Machota joining us now from the athletic and he's a man who loves a good seven round uh seven round mock he's looked at this cowboys pick from every which way and uh he's got a lot of different models that he's looking at john it's great to have you i will uh I'll let you know uh that uh In Waco right now, the Baylor campus, uh, as of about uh, 15 minutes ago, an issue, uh, tornado warning was put out, and it was a seek shelter immediately. And, John, I have uh, sought shelter in the world-famous Baylor Club, uh, which is part of McLean Stadium. I feel like a stadium might be a pretty safe place to be, so I've just continued broadcasting. And a lot of people were were going for safer ground, John. Earlier, and I just kind of stayed put, kept talking. Uh, no, almost, that's a good <laughs> choice. <laughs> almost felt like a Titanic moment. You know, you saw, you heard those stories of the, you know, people still playing music and stuff as the <laughs> as the ship went down. But um, still getting after it. Uh, are you? Um, I, I, I was kind of thinking. I was like, I wonder if I get John on the. The day of the draft, because the Cowboys won't pick it. But I mean, you'll be doing. I mean, tomorrow it's kind of the calm before the storm. But I thought today would be a day to kind of pick your brain and think. Now, before we get into the Cowboys, are you? Um, what are you kind of like? A lot of people. Does this thing feel extremely unpredictable to you? And and this C.J. Stroud story. Are you? Is that the one? Uh, that you've got your uh, eyes on the most as you uh, as we get ready to cover this draft.
14: Yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks I feel like drive the majority of interest. Yeah. Um, if, if we're not talking about specific teams, so yeah, of course that that's high up there. I just, you know, I feel like when anybody talks about the draft, whether it be back in you know December or January, when teams start, you know, it looks like they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, that becomes the focus if you cover one of those teams. Hey, you know, if we need a quarterback, whatever, but. I just have always have my doubts on when, when some of those first mock drafts come out, they'll just have like four quarterbacks going in the top five picks. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I mean, maybe, but there's always a chance that only one or two quarterbacks go that high. And so Stroud is interesting to me. You know, Will Levis, I, I've just never been blown away with him at Kentucky. And then Anthony Richardson at Florida, I've, I've seen him play several times and I get that he has all the intangibles and everything like that, but I, I don't see this can't miss top five pick guy. And so if all of a sudden the draft happens and those all those quarterbacks aren't going early, I think it just changes up everything because then you have teams up there that you thought were going to take a quarterback like the Texans, who all of a sudden let's say they go for Will Anderson, um, and it just changes everything. Not only uh, you know in that top ten, but even for a team like the Cowboys, you just never know. Like they don't need a quarterback, so they want as many quarterbacks to go as possible up there. But mm-hmm. the thing with Stroud is, yeah, that I understand like the testing scores weren't great and you know people will say he played with great receivers at ohio state that maybe they looked made him look better than he was and then obviously there's the you know has any quarterback ever even played well in the nfl from ohio state so all of that's working against him but i still find it hard to believe he doesn't go in the top 10
1: yeah it is i mean you got some pretty good tape on him uh you heard order out there asking about that s2 uh group that cognitive uh testing uh and, um, and, John, that's an interesting deal uh, where apparently the uh, Alabama quarterback scored extremely high, like a 98%, and uh, reportedly from Bob McGinn, uh, Stroud. But, it, it, you know, isn't it funny that, that all, all those years the Wonderlick test have leaked out and that became a huge story? You know, uh, some of those combines, I think our buddy Vince Young m- might have had to uh, some struggles in that area, and uh, and now it's this S2 thing, and I think people are still trying to get their arms around whatever that is. And then John, uh, Jerry, and Steven and the gang just basically uh, said, "Yeah, we had these guys out doing some projects for us." I mean, the the Cowboys not only subscribed to it, but like they've had the they've had this S2 group on campus.
9: It seems.
14: You know what's interesting about that? Because when you talk about the Wonderlick, because it was for so many years, those scores would get leaked, and it would be a big yeah. deal, particularly for the quarterbacks. But, man, I will never forget 2012 because it was the second draft I covered um, for the, covering the Cowboys. And when they traded up to take Morris Claiborne, Morris Claiborne had one of the worst Wonderlick scores ever. And they never really talked to Morris Claiborne. They didn't have him in as a 30 visit. And they they traded you know multiple picks to come up and get him. And then obviously that thing didn't work out. So I will always think of that with the wonder lick. Now this S2 was supposedly, you know, it's not the same deal. It's a little bit different. Uh, it's a computer program and it basically breaks down, uh, you know, how quickly you process information, which is obviously very important uh, for a quarterback. And I don't think like with a C.J. Stroud, I would sit there and say, oh, well, I can't even take him in the first round because I've seen that. But there have to be some red flags when the score is just so much worse than everyone else now. I don't know how you process that in terms of, you know, other research you do on him and, and things like that. But, I mean, if you're taking a quarterback and you have a team in the top five, I mean, any one of those little things I can see scaring you off because it's such a big investment. Uh, I mean, like, like for example, the Panthers, everything they traded to get up to that number one overall pick, that's the type of thing that I could see them being like, all right, well, we can't go in. We have to hit on this pick. We, we, we traded everything to get up here and get this number one pick. And so, you know, I know publicly – teams aren't going to talk about that but privately i bet you that thing does like things like that do factor in with teams
1: yeah and uh boy, we always remember mo Claiborne, um and what did mo say his explanation was he he was either like tired or something or just didn't care he blew off the wonder lick I think that's what I've said about some of my test scores over the years. I just didn't really try, and uh, but 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 Mo Claiborne, that you're right, that uh, that may have been a red flag. They should have paid attention to, and that ended up being a pretty big bust. Uh, Talking to John Machoda of the uh, of the Athletic as we get ready for tomorrow night's draft. In Kansas City, John. Have you? I know you like covering these things from the Star, but since you've seen it go to Chicago and and now to Kansas City and some of these other places, is there a part of you that would like to to get out there among the people? I mean, I would say that I don't think the NFL knew what it what it had. You know what I mean? It, it knew the draft had already become huge, but I think there were a lot of us who thought, well, just keep doing it in New York. That's fun. Radio City Music Hall is a cool place. Um, why would you ever move it? And they move it now, and it's become monstrous. Have you um, have you thought about ever lobbying to to go to the site, or do you like being around Jerry and Steven too much to, to do something like that?
11: So
14: I think it's a great thing for the fans, especially when it goes to, like, a Kansas City or Detroit that typically isn't getting events like that. And I know fans love it. I know my friends that love, you know, following – whatever NFL teams they like, they really like that idea, and I get that whole aspect of it from a coverage standpoint. The only time that I went off campus was in 2016. You know, they had the top five pick with Zeke. It was in Chicago. Um, Today, to be honest with you, is the best day. It's that Wednesday before um, because they give you, especially if you're covering a team that has a top five pick, they give you probably about a half hour, 45 minutes to get as many players as you want that are at the actual draft. interview them. so I just remember I mean I probably talked to I was in a group that talked to Zeke for about 20 minutes talked to Jalen Ramsey for about 20 minutes and then uh, Joey Bosa for about 20 minutes so that was the best part but actually when the draft happens it's the worst spot to be for covering it because like they're right after like Zeke got picked they're giving him the conference call with the um with the with the Cowboys.com radio broadcast then they're giving him on the conference call with all the writers that cover the team yeah um and and then uh, then he's doing some local TV stuff. And then he's doing some other things. Like he was signing autographs for like Panini on, on like cards and things like that. So need, short long story short, we did not actually in Chicago talk to Zeke until they were on like maybe pick 20, somewhere in there. And so I'm, I was relying on, because I, I was there with the morning news. So I was relying on like David Moore and Brandon George to send me some stuff because they had already talked to Zeke before we did. And then, we're asking Zeke when we get him some of the same questions they already answered, so he's, yeah. he's not loving loving that whole process. And then on top of it at that time, then you're starting to hear, hey, the Cowboys are, are trying to trade back into the first round because they're interested in Paxton Lynch. And so being on a newspaper deadline and all that, like I thought I would enjoy it a lot more than I, than I did. And, and so I, I don't know there were many assignments that I was more happy with when they were just over than actually being there because you, could, you can get so much more information just being at the star because right when the pick's over – Conference call. Sometimes they'll give you the position coach, and then after the first rounds over, they're giving you Jerry and Stephen and the coach and stuff like that. So, for me personally, from a coverage standpoint, the actual day of the draft um, wasn't wasn't very uh, wasn't very productive. But I will say this: I, while I was while you were talking about that, I had to look it up real quick. All right, this is Mo Claiborne's quote. He said, "I looked on the test, and there wasn't there wasn't anything on the test that, about football, so I pretty much blew the test off."
11: <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. That's good. That's
1: good quick research. I think you ought to put that up on Twitter. Just say, say, I just remembered something. Say Stroud. Stroud should go ahead and use that one. Just go, ah, you know, nothing on this S2. There's nothing about football. I just blew it off. I think that's the way he should go. Now, I've been monitoring, John, this, the mock draft simulator at the Pro Football Network. And, boy, you tap into all that and, uh and Dane Brugler I mean he's a big name kind of scout slash yo know, draft analyst sort of guy and and we've kind of known about Dane for years I can't even remember maybe he used to do some stuff with us at the morning news but uh, Dane's name has really emerged over the years when it has to do with the uh, the draft and and I'm, I am interested in this uh, this kind of round one now you've been over this and you've you've you know put out a lot of the guys that uh uh who you could take there and i find this guy interesting uh the tight end out of Notre Dame is someone that was coming up in some of y'all simulators and things that you were doing um, what what is it about that player and obviously i mean we you know, we were talking to uh mike mccarthy the other day about the fact that he hadn't taken a tight end or safety at Green Bay in the first two rounds, like throughout his career there, so but the, the Cowboys certainly could use help at tight end. What is it about that player from Notre Dame that uh, has kind of grabbed your attention, and why do you think he'd be a good fit for the Cowboys?
14: Well, there's just been a lot of, you know, talk, rumblings, whatever you want to call it, around here that he's a player that they like a lot. So that uh-huh. that factors in. Them losing Dalton Schultz factors it in, and then the fact that he's probably the most complete safest of the tight ends. You know, it's a good tight end class. Everyone talks about how, you know, there could be starting caliber tight ends still in the second and third round, maybe even in the fourth. But Michael Mayer, I think by most accounts is, is considered, you know, yeah, does he have the ceiling of maybe some of these superstar tight ends? Maybe not. But his floor is super high. That The bust chances with him are pretty low. You, you pretty much know what you're getting there. And I just think Cowboys fans that are against it, maybe think a little too much of Jake Ferguson and think that he's just going to step in and then just pick up where Schultz left off. Where I think he could, but I also think that you need a little bit more help there. And, and Mayer comes in day one, and I, I think he, I think he starts immediately. Um, he's he's the pro type tight end, block. Uh, you know, like Mike McCarthy was saying, they want the wide type tight end that can line up on the line and block and and, and run routes off that. But then also you can line them out as a wide receiver. Michael Mayer does all of that stuff. And so I think that's where it kind of makes the most sense because, you know, you're at 26, you're not going to get the best of the best. I mean, those guys are going to be picked over. Of course, you know, a lot of talk about Bijan Robinson, if he was to fall, of course, that's a no-brainer. But chances are there's not going to be just this no-brainer pick there. And, and, And really, to be honest with you, it's kind of funny that, you know, driving up to the star on Monday, like they finally have taken down any of the type of signage that had Ezekiel Elliott on it, and and they've replaced all of it, whether it's around the big screen outside of the star, or you know around the parking lots and stuff like that. But like the most, the two most prominent people that you see in terms of the signage around the outside of the star, by the shops and everything like that, is is really Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott. And I just think it's so interesting how we're going into you know starting the draft tomorrow, and you just look at the way they got Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott. Those are the two faces of the franchise. Micah Parsons, everything kind of in front of them, kind of exploded. They wanted to get one of these these corners, and then they were forced to trade back, and then they, they are like, well, we'll take Parsons. And now he's this face-of-the-franchise defender that, you know, they're probably going to make him the highest-paid defender within the next year or two. And then you have Dak Prescott, who they never wanted Dak over. They wanted Paxton Lynch. They wanted Connor Cook. And then it was yeah. kind of like, well, we need a quarterback. Let's take Dak. And then the other one that Stevens talking about the other day is Zach Martin. You were talking about how, like, you know, with the Johnny Manziel thing, that when they went on the clock in 2014, right before them, all three picks that they wanted all went boom, 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 one, two, three, right before them, and so they end up with Zach Martin. Like, Zach Martin, Dak Prescott, and Micah Parsons are the three best players they have in the organization, arguably, and they all came to them on situations that really didn't fall the way that they wanted to, and so when chaos kind of happens, it's kind of when the Cowboys have been at their best.
1: That is interesting. Uh, it, it's almost kind of like they need some things to go against them so they accidentally get it right. <laughs> so, uh, but you're right with quarterback. And, and of course, they think they, 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 they got it with Dak. And then with Romo, they, they get him off the street. And, and he ends up becoming uh, great for them. And uh, that was interesting what uh, Troy said, wasn't it, recently, about, the, about Dak having been the only guy since him – that is willing to make winning a Super Bowl like everything. I can't, I can't remember the exact wording, but I think some people took that as an obvious shot at Romo, and may, maybe that's what it was. I mean, Troy occasionally will hit you with a, uh, a quote that you're like, whoa. I mean, that's interesting. But, I mean, I think that's that was his compliment to Dak is he's got a willingness to talk about what's the most important thing, which is if you measure anything by Aikman, it was not about the numbers he put up; it was about the Super Bowl rings that he won. And of course, same thing with Roger. And Roger will tell you that he left one or two on the table. Um, I thought that was kind of—I uh, thought that was an interesting comment from uh, from Troy. And I it, and I think some people read into that also that it could be a little animosity toward Tony. For um, making 17 million dollars a year in broadcasting. Now, I bet Troy's up there closer to that now. But did did you find that to be kind of an interesting quote from uh, from Troy Aikman?
14: It was for sure. And, and and yeah, everything you said, I agree with it. It is kind of interesting that he would say that. Obviously, the TV side comes into that. But I also think a little bit on. So I wasn't there you know, when, when you guys were at the beginning of, of Tony's career. So I was towards the back, you know, last four or five years. But then I've been here for all of Dax, And I would say one of the biggest differences from when I covered Tony to, like, Dak now is that I just think Dak goes out of his way to try and say the right thing. Whereas those last four or five years of Romo, I, I don't think Romo even cared about what he said to the media. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I would remember Romo would often, you know, let's say he talked on a Wednesday, he would he would get to his locker when there was probably, you know, eight to 10 minutes left in locker room availability so that it was never, that session talking to him was never going to go too long, you know, because locker room was going to close and that was going to be, whereas Dak, well, Dak goes out of his way to like talk, you know, more to reporters and, and, and just, I, I just feel like he, he, he might care more about the outside perception than maybe Tony did at that time in his career. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Dak, I, I feel like he really works on trying to say the right thing and it's really not just with, just the Super Bowls, it's it's everything. I mean, there's not really much. I always say that. I think he's a, a PR dream because you can throw something at him without giving him a heads up, and he's going to have a pretty decent answer. And, and and it doesn't have to just be about football. It can be off the field. It can be, you know, uh, you know, difficult situations that 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 happen that you know a lot of people might not want to talk about. Could be politically. Could be other things that are going on that you know you're going to go to the face of the Dallas Cowboys and ask. And it's very rare that you see him caught off guard. And so I think that that is kind of fed into the way when he talks about the Super Bowls and that. But, I mean, hey, he's aware. It isn't like he's some rookie or, you know, first- or second-year player. He's making big money. He knows that he's going to be ultimately judged by if, if he can win a Super Bowl with the Cowboys or not.
1: I wish you could have seen Tony in his first couple of years because when he wasn't playing, like, nobody cared more about, like, helping. I mean, he was the greatest asset I ever had you know because he was that was his way to actually participate a little bit more he wasn't getting to play any but sort of the ability to share some things that were going on in practice and everything Tony was all about it and then of course before you knew it he's dating Jessica Simpson and Carrie Underwood and, and all of those sorts of
11: things well
14: hold on let me ask you let me ask you about that because you were around for all of that you yeah becoming a celebrity quarterback at that time changed or do you think it was the way it was received after he said after that loss to the eagles because a lot of people say that that's when he changed was when he got the the reaction off of everyone when he said you know if this is the worst thing that ever happens to me a lot of people say that he changed after that
1: well i i don't think he was prepared for the blowback and he'd been such a fun story and then he got hammered for it and he wasn't ready for it um but but he always kind of had the cavalier, um, and it just, it, it just, he used to. I, I give him a hard time about it, but he would always like call people, even in, like in his second year when he wasn't playing, he would like say of a rookie, "Oh, he's a good kid" or something like that. I'd be like, "Dude, that dude's like a, a year younger than you. What are you calling people kids for?" And so he, he was kind of had a little bit of, you know, I don't know. He even watching him when he was single. What was funny is. He changed in that, like, I used to see him and be out. I was married, and my wife would be with us, and we would see him, and we would be out with him, and it would be hilarious to see him get shot down, and he could not pick up a girl. I mean, he could not. He had no game, and he became the starter. And we would tell him, why don't you tell people that you're the Cowboys quarterback? Like, that would help. That would help you. And he and he was wearing these horrible jackets. And, and, he, and he was striking out left and right and that's why it was so funny for him in 2007 to be connected to all these starlets you know Jessica and uh, and Carrie Underwood and all of that going on but uh, I, I don't know that's a, boy that's a fun that's an interesting question like when did he change I mean in a sense you say you some people like Witten or uh, I'm thinking about Justin Tuck, uh, guys like Brent Selick with the uh, Eagles, even when they got kind of famous and good, they literally they were the exact same person. And he just, I don't know, I don't think he thought he could be anymore. He he went from overnight to everybody wanting something from him, uh, including all of us and the reporters and everything. And and he he didn't know his only way of dealing with it was to kind of become. A little bit aloof, or only talk to people who praised and hung on his every word. John, is that more than you wanted on that? <laughs>
14: no, I think it's good stuff because there, it is interesting. Stephen Stephen mentioned the other day when when, it, when he was asked about the trading up and how they haven't traded up in the first round since Mo Claiborne, and you know he brought up the whole thing about how. He's like, well, generally teams, when they are trading up, especially high in the first round, it's because they're going to get a quarterback. And we haven't had to do that recently because they got Dak in the fourth round. They got Romo. And it is interesting because, you know, for Troy, he's the first pick overall in the draft. Everybody knew he was the man. And so I bet you that there's not much changing in the way that he would carry himself. Whereas with Tony and Dak, they went from positions where we saw him you know, you saw Tony in the beginning, I saw Dak in the beginning, where it was like, Nobody, I mean, they would just sit in the locker room because there isn't any reason, like, well, we don't really need to talk to, like, the second or third string quarterback or whatever, but how quickly that can change when we become the franchise quarterback, you know. I can see how, for some guys, it, it's hard to not change a little bit because you are getting pulled in so many directions when you are the quarterback yeah. of the Dallas Cowboys and, and, and a franchise quarterback that's getting paid amongst the highest-paid players in the league.
1: The, the, the angriest he ever got with me was when Flacco won the Super Bowl – and Flacco got paid huge. You remember it was like $56 million guaranteed yeah. or something like that. And I wrote something for Fox saying Tony was going to get that and how crazy that was that with no playoff wins and all of that, that Tony was going to get that. And And, you know, Flacco had just won a Super Bowl. And, boy, that – you talk about an ender with our relationship, at least for a while – he did not react well to that one. Uh, that put that put the kibosh on things. But uh, anyway, it happens. It happens. But uh, well, listen, John. It was uh, this was fun. I hope you could hear the jazz ensemble in the back. They've all come back since we had the tornado warning. It's beautiful. Uh, they got sacks and uh, everything. So it's I think it's something you would really enjoy.
14: I'm just happy you're staying safe out there. <laughs>
1: Very safe. Very safe. All right. Have a great draft and let's stay in contact, okay? That sounds good. And I'm glad you still have the blue check mark, okay? I'll talk to you later.
14: <laughs> I'll
1: see. There he goes. John Machoda on the uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. And, um, okay, a uh, an update on the softball game that was being played over there at Getterman Stadium. Um, It was called due to the tornado warning. In the bottom of the fifth, Baylor was ahead three to nothing. Ward, does it become an official game? Did it have to complete five innings? Or if that thing does not, if they don't resume it, will Baylor can Baylor claim a win? Okay, okay, we believe uh, Ward and I have compared notes. And we believe the Bears will be able to uh, to get this win. They obviously had a, a three nothing lead in the game, and we've been monitoring things. Well, uh, we got a really major warning over there on the. Uh, on the BU campus to seek shelter immediately but uh everything everybody's back up at the Baylor club having a nice time and we'll keep looking at the warnings see if there's anything we need to pass along to you and uh, a little more on the NFL draft we'll do that next
11: this
2: is the Baylor Sportsbeat a daily look inside Baylor athletics Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
5: Everybody, it's number check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, baseball and softball news, plus acrobatics and tumbling. Get set for the NCATA National Championships beginning tomorrow. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
3: Check out the Baylor Bookstore on campus for the latest men's, women's, and children's Baylor apparel. The Baylor Bookstore, also available online at BaylorShop.com. Your springtime
5: experience begins during the Jeep celebration event. This month at Alan Samuels in Waco, say big and get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with total values up to $5,500 on both two- and three-row options. Or if that isn't enough, get a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $5,000 in total values. Plus, first responders get an extra $500. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the new custom Jeep of your dreams at Allen Samuels in Waco.
2: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
5: And welcome back. Baylor baseball dropped a 6 2 decision to the Tarleton Texans yesterday at Baylor Ballpark. The Bears now get ready for a Big 12 series, hosting conference leading West Virginia this weekend at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball in action today. They'll host Texas State. The game moved up to 3 p.m. this afternoon on the air at 245 on 101.3 FM to get ahead of inclement weather. Also, Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling, well-recognized by the NCATA. Cam Kitchens, the NCATA Most Outstanding Athlete of the Year. Jordan Grendler, the Specialist of the Year. And Gianna Cameron, the Freshman of the Year. Also, Cam Kitchens, Emily Tobin, Bailey Humphreys, and Riley Chimwala named NCATA All-Americans. Baylor opens competition at the NCATA National Championships tomorrow in West Liberty, West Virginia. Baylor looking for its eighth consecutive national title. Head coach Felicia Mulkey asked if she feels pressure going into the meet.
8: Not really. I don't feel any pressure. We just, uh, because we don't really focus on it, which sounds really weird. Um, We just focus on just like 1% better every day and enjoying the ride. Um, Because I feel like, Had we focused on the championship every year, maybe we would have come out the right way. But if we didn't get the championship, then we would have been disappointed. So the way we work it is we focus on each other. We have a blast. And the championship is icing on the cake. So our goal is at the end of the year, can we look back and go, I would do that all over again, minus this and that, right? But um, that's our goal. And I think we're there right now.
5: That's Felicia Mulkey, the head coach of the seven-time defending national champion Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling Team. The top seed Bears will open competition against number eight seed Fairmont State in the quarterfinals tomorrow, 3:30 Central Time, from West Virginia. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More
3: tomorrow. I'm John Morris, the source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas.
8: Hey, folks, Derek Scotty with Jim Turner Chevrolet. New inventory has arrived, and it's time for you to take advantage. Malibu, Equinox, Traverse, Blazer, and the best trailblazer ever built. Also, the new 2024 HD pickup in stock for immediate delivery, and folks, still 0% financing on every half-ton Silverado in stock. So give us an opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a hard beat away in McGregor. we treat you like family.
3: Keep up with Baylor Bears softball on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Introducing the new B.O.B., Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, A smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from four until seven, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco.
4: Chance Wilcox lived his life with a kind heart, and anyone would tell you that. But I'll never forget the call that my only son, with so much life ahead of him, had been killed instantly by a distracted driver on her cell phone. The happiness we all had and enjoyed up until that time was gone in one second by a 100% preventable action.
11: Heads up, Texas. Using your phone behind the wheel can be deadly. Talk. Text. Crash. Brought to you by TextDot.
7: Yes.
1: it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, I hope you weren't waiting long there. I, I came right back over from a conversation here at the beautiful Baylor Club, and uh, Ward's going to hop on with us. It will be good to, uh, to get Ward involved as well, and he's been over here at the Baylor Club. And again, uh, tonight is member appreciation night, and... I was going to look and see, Ward, if uh, Baylor, you had the uh, nice announcement that the Baylor softball game had been called in the fifth inning. The Bears were up 3-0, so we think the Bears will get to count that for a win, but uh, Baylor University website, or the uh, Twitter site, was putting out uh, tornado warnings earlier. It really seems like, for the most part, things have kind of calmed down, Uh, 15 minutes ago, the uh, Baylor said that the tornado warning has been extended until 6 p.m. All right, uh, in effect for Waco and McLennan County, including Baylor University, until 6 p.m. Continue to shelter indoors. Ward, that's exactly what we're doing. Yes, we're, we're indoors. indoors with with great food, great friends, fellowship. And then, um, Ward, what, what would you call that? Kind of a... To be a jazz ensemble. I know, but it's a small ensemble, to me, is like at least three or four members. This is a two-member jazz ensemble. I guess you can have a two-member ensemble. I love the sax. The sax is really nice. And then what kind of... Um, is that... It's not a bass, is it? What, what kind of... No. What, what are we talking about on the guitar? What kind is that? That's a, a Gibson hollow body yeah. six-string guitar. Yeah. That's a six-string that he... Okay. What are they... Are they? Uh, has he got it amped up to anything? Yeah, it's electric. got an electric guitar. It just sounds so nice. It's that hollow body. So pleasant. The hollow body Gibson. Well, you act like you know your way around a music store. Mm. I mean, yeah. I saw that... Uh, I saw some of the equipment you had out the other day at McLean, and I think you've made some purchases over the years at some of those stores. You remember... Uh, Sound Warehouse back in yes, the day. Yes, I do. Love that place. And uh, there was something called Hastings. Hastings. And then um, Blockbuster started to kind of open up and maybe have some more music and other things. Uh, but, but, boy, back in the day when I was a Baylor student in the uh, early 90s, Sound Warehouse, mm-hmm. Hastings, you know, all that stuff was big. And you could go in there and find some things. But uh, always great to be out at the Baylor Club. And, and while this is going till 6 o'clock, Ward, um, this is a great view that we have of the weather. Yeah, if of there's the one river. coming, we can see it. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do. Just <laughs> hug each other. We'll seek shelter somewhere. What do you think is the safest place in the stadium? Okay, we have that beautiful patio out there. We can see the stadium. I run for the tunnel. Try to get down. Do you think the tunnel of the stadium would be that's best? That's where I'm going.
9: I mean, I don't know if it's best, but that's where I'm going. Olly.
1: It's just interesting to... Be reading these things that are so kind of scary, and then listen to a jazz ensemble, <laughs> and everybody's just having a good time. It's kind of like the Titanic. That's what I I said the same thing earlier. Those people playing the the music as the as the boat went down. Yeah, the Titanic. Did you um or did you prefer the old Titanic movie or the new one with Leo and and uh, and Kate Winslet? Eh,
9: you, oh, you're okay. Both okay.
1: Yeah. You, you, okay, that was yeah. a young DiCaprio. I did not yeah. know what
9: you thought of his performance. It uh, <laughs> wasn't my favorite movie. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't go pay to see it, but I've seen it on TV. So, Aaron, do you have that emotional music from that? I'd like to hear some of that. Some uh, <laughs> of some, some of that music from the Titanic. I think Aaron may have it on DVD. But Aaron,
1: Aaron has a nice DVD collection, mm-hmm. and some of those soundtracks. That's that's what he uses when he walks. He does a he I forget where he lives over there, but boy he's got quite a, a little path that he takes. What are these gentlemen drinking, Ward? I mean that is a that interesting. Looks, it's almost like an orange crush that, or something. That looks like it may be on a list huh. for a cruise somewhere. I uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just fascinated with some of the activities over here at the uh, at the Baylor Club. All right, um Ward that was good. We had some In typical Mosley fashion, I had a guest on that covers the Cowboys, and of course I ended up, he started asking me questions. So I started talking about all my days, all the Tony Romo stuff, and we got back into that. But the draft coming up, I did want to say, uh, Ward, while I had you, our coverage of Crawford softball. Now, you took La Vega. To the uh, state basketball title. I don't know if you would phrase it that way, but you, <laughs> I don't think you I would. <laughs> were broadcasting and uh, were there, and that was a lot of fun. And now, the Crawford softball team, Ward, you've been doing this now for a few years, and um, this is a really fine team. And I, we were talking about it earlier. You've got some great baseball teams, great softball teams in the area. When I think of Midway, I actually think of those feeder programs Midway has. That have like won the 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 World Series of softball and and whether that's I forget if that's called the the little, little league, league. World okay it is yeah. um, the of softball and it, just amazing and so I would have to think that Midway really good Crawford has done a lot of damage in the uh, in the playoffs and the playoffs start tomorrow night that'll be at Waco ISD Stadium versus Hubbard. And uh, Ward, we're going to cover that. Uh, ESPN Central Texas are a kind of family of networks. Where, um, where will that? Where
9: can people listen to that one? We'll be on Star 104.9 throughout the playoffs. We're just going to okay. keep it there so it doesn't. Uh, we won't have any conflicts with Ranger Baseball or uh, Baylor Baseball on ESPN. So we'll move it over to 104.9. Keep it there the entire time. And Crawford looking to get their fourth state championship. I mean, third state, uh, fourth third in four years on the state championship so be interesting to see if they get to go back to back this year is um is the biggest reason they're so good do they generally
1: have like uh superior pitching or is it just kind of
9: overall what is the i mean obviously pitching is always a huge key kenzie jones has been real good in the circle and she was the one that kind of carried them last year in from the circle and so if you have that one pitcher that you can count on each and every day in softball it's a little bit different than baseball you, you have an opportunity but they also carry a, a high batting average across the, the board I mean there's there's three girls batting over 400 and one girl batting over 600 right now for the Crawford Lady Pirates so they're not afraid to get on base yeah that is uh in in boy
1: I, talking softball made me think of the Rangers today Ward, that's been so fun for the Rangers to be in first place and be playing so well, and, and the pitching's been pretty good, and the hitters, and they, they run out there to Cincinnati. And, in fact, in last night's game, they're fine. At one point, they were up 6 nothing, and they end up losing that game. I think they gave up six runs in the eighth inning, and the bullpen's just been awful. Leclerc the night before, I'm watching that one, got another lead. And LeClerc walks in two runs, and then in most part, Bochy's a great manager, and, you know, I've kind of liked whatever he's done. That was an odd one to me. Mm-hmm. To, it's in a tie game now, and you send him back out there to start the, the ninth inning. What does he do? Walks the next guy. And so Will Smith or whoever they had to put in had to come in with some players on base. They end up losing that game. Ward, I mean, still a really nice start for the Rangers, but boy, you talk about it disappointing at the start of that series in Cincinnati. I think I looked; Cincinnati was seven and fifteen. They were horrible. I mean, they were last in the NL Central, and they win three games against the Rangers.
9: Um, not not a fun not a fun series at all. Not a fun road trip. But the Rangers may be coming down to reality a little bit. I think they've been playing a little bit over their head. Not to say it's, it's not fun and it's not and it's bad for them to be able to do that, but I still feel like they're about a year away. They've got to get that bullpen short up. As you mentioned just a few minutes ago, that's going to be their Achilles heel going through the summer. Is, is How can they fix that bullpen? Uh, and I think they need to add maybe one more big bat in that lineup, and I think they're going to be pretty good eventually. But, you know, they've got the best farm system in baseball right now, and you remember when the Rangers were really, really good, back just not too long ago, back in the 90s, they had the best farm system in baseball. So they've got it built back up. Now what can they do with it is going to be the question.
1: All right, Ward, uh, that sound, you heard all the beeping. The uh, emergency alert system has gone off, and all our phones are receiving this. There is a tornado warning in this area where we are right now, Ward. Um, Again, we feel extremely safe in the Baylor Club Uh, which is part of McLean Stadium. We want you to be safe, our listeners. Um, It is uh, uh, until 630, the tornado warning. It says take shelter now in a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. If you are outdoors or in a mobile home or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. Um, And then check media. Now everybody, uh, they're moving right uh-oh, now. Uh oh, and I see people pointing out the window. Do you see anything or right, out people the? Uh... are taking
9: pictures out the window. That's not really encouraging.
1: Okay, we're going to take a uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we've got the dismount next.
6: Join us this Thursday for our next Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's with the voice of
5: the Bears, John Morris. Join us this Thursday at 6 p.m. live from Rudy's and hear from men's golf coach Mike McGraw and head baseball coach Mitch Thompson. That's this Thursday from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show
6: this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's in Waco and here on ESPN Central
11: Texas. Pre-owned anniversary
12: sale savings right now at the 24th anniversary sale at Richard Car Motors. Qualified buyers can get a 2014 Cadillac CTS sedan for only 196 a month, or a 2019 Buick Convention for only $311 a month, or drive off in a 2017 GMC Sierra 1500 SLT crew cab for only $392 a month. 100% approval is our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for 24th anniversary savings at Richard Carr. At Richard
6: Car, we give you
12: for qualified buyers at 5.49% for 72 months with $5,000 down cash or trade. TTL extra. See dealer for details. Listen to the
3: Matt Mosley show online at SyntexSportsFan.com. Goki Family Farms provides the ultimate in custom application and fertilizer for all your road crops and pasture needs. They are a distributor
5: of fertilizer for farmland, grain, feed, hay, pasture crops, and vegetation for agricultural and farm supplies, along with growing and raising corn, wheat, and sorghum. Goki Family Farms is your local contact for LG corn seed and their performing corn hybrids and grain sorghum products. A proud supporter of Crawford High School Athletics, Goki Family Farms, seven generations strong.
0: Emerson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson Tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Emerson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time Tractors today at the locally owned and operated Emerson
3: Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Matt Mosley Show, and we are saying good
1: night to you. A quick dismount because uh, we've got a major uh, we've got tornado warning, and uh, we're all uh, getting out of the uh, Baylor Club right now and going down. Uh, if you're near the Baylor campus or really anywhere in Waco or McClendon County right now, take shelter. This has been extended National Weather Service until 6.30 this evening. Very ominous clouds out there. Let's ride this thing out. Be safe. Take shelter. Get off the road if you're listening to us right now. Get in a building and then get to that lowest part of the building. Everybody have a Great evening, and we will see you tomorrow at four o'clock. Good night, everybody.
5: Everybody, it's number check of Big Twelve athletics on today's Modern Media Big Twelve Buzz. Coming up, we'll check in on the South Plains Texas Tech football wrapping.